Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Anne Ukenen. Hallelujah. Oh, so um, this morning I want to talk to you about the normal Christian life. The normal Christian life. And when Dr. Lairdon was here, one thing that really stood out in my mind was when he said that it's normal to talk in tongues. That the, bo- the book of Acts Church was normal. Yeah. That was normal. Yeah. And, and, and I was like, that's normal. I'm normal. I'm normal. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I was really excited about this. That that's normal. That it's normal when you're a Christian to talk in tongues. That that's normal. That miracles happen. That's normal. People look like they're drunk. That's normal. That's normal. And the thing is, is they're looking at it from a frame of reference of the world. But if we're thinking like drunk people are happy... They're pretty much don't have a care in the world. But then they get the hangover. And then they get sick. They're probably going to be sick, you know. There's, and then regret from what they did. So, like, so there's, there's that. But then we compare it. it. We can't. Happy, joyous, you know, like, and, and we don't regret anything. We don't have a hangover. We don't regret regret things that happened because what happened was great and good probably healing probably something got you got delivered from something you're not like got a bump from something you fell down because you couldn't handle yourself different kind of things completely but it's what the world thought and saw but they didn't have a whole picture but that's normal that's normal So what is a normal believer? So what's normal? Well, we'll get into that. In babies, when they're first born, the mummies take them to the doctors and then they get measured and that you know when they and they get fit into this percentile thing, you know, their heads this big, that's this percentile, their bodies this thing, that's percentile. You're like, "Whoa, head too big, long, too long, too short, too this, too that." different kinds of babies and they're putting them on this progression chart and 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 then they get a number and you know and there's what's there's what's normal what's normal for a baby and then the mom freaks out i'm not feeding them too enough oh i'm feeding them too much i don't know they're not sleeping enough and then and then and there's this worry 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 and they're not in this percentile they need to be here they need to be there and and la 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 then we have them come to school they come to school what do I do at home with my child? Should they be doing this? Should they be doing that? You know, when can they tie their shoe? How, how much should they be eating? You know, are they drinking enough water? How much is enough water? Oh, this and that and the other thing. What's normal? And so then there's the normal and then they're trying to get their kid to do the normal thing and their kid's not normal because they're different and everybody's different. And there's, and, and there's all this worry about how things look and then the world has just categories. And they have what's normal, but it's really just 
the most people are in that range. So we've, the world, I should say, not we've, the world says normal is if there's this many people that do that, that's normal. Like the bell curve. You know, everyone falls into this place, that's normal. Failing, abnormal, really doing well, abnormal. In the middle of the road, normal. So there's a lot of tags and, and assessments that say what's normal and what's no, not normal. But most of it is what's popular. What's the most people like that? That's normal. And we know how, how that glows, goes with clothing. <laughs> it's never the same. I, I'm sure if we went back in time to the 80s, we had crazy hair day on Friday, and, and, and a couple of them, well, maybe we have crazy hair days on just a regular day, but <laughs> this was an on-purpose crazy hair day, and so someone had their hair up, and I'm like, whoa! I'm like, I feel like I went back to the 80s with this hairstyle. So, and so it looks out of place because that was the normal then, and we have a new normal now. So what was normal changes. So, like, we can think about the family unit in the 50s. Like, when I think about all those commercials and all those shows, like Leave it to Beaver and things like that, and the, the wife all in the outfit, and then the mom is the stay-at-home mom, and she's doing the vacuuming, doing all the cooking, and then the dad goes off to work. And so we have this idea of what's normal. And then now, we don't see that. That's not normal. The family unit is not normal. It's different. It's changed. Families today have changed, and they have different problems. And what was normal and what was, and, and, and what was the problems of, of the 50s are not normal in the problems of now. Things have changed. Looking at the man, the breadwinner, and then the macho man, ideas have changed. Then we go, go to this toxic masculinity. That's where, you know, if a man is a man, all of a sudden, it's toxic. How did that happen? When did that happen? How can't, how, why can't he be himself? Why all of a sudden is it toxic? Why all of a sudden does it affect people in such a way that it makes, like it creates a poison in the environment? How is that possible? Alex is smiling. <laughs> He's enjoying that. <laughs> like that you can be tough. You can be, but you know, at the same time, like th there was, like, and I think that also too, it's just different uh, views of how a man should be through the eyes of the world and not through the eyes of God's word. That a man can be tough, but he can be soft and loving at the same time. Yes, hallelujah. And then we have confusion now. Like there wasn't as much confusion apparently, but now there's confusion with like identer, uh, gender, uh, gender identity and sexuality and understanding who we are as a person. And so what was normal and accepted 50 years ago is, is not normal and accepted now. And then if you don't accept something now, all of a sudden you're not normal. So ideas and what no normal is, is, is changes all the time. How, you know, that, what's normal if it's changing all the time? 
But we have normal. What is a normal Christian? What really is normal? Because there's this, all this confusion. Where do we go? How do we fit in? God's normal. God's normal, and he doesn't change. His normal will not change. He was relevant. It was relevant when Jesus went to the cross. It's relevant now that Jesus went to the cross. The Holy Spirit came. It was relevant then. The Holy Spirit comes now. It's relevant now. He's always relevant. He's always on time. He's always normal. Aren't you glad? You don't have to time travel to find a perfect time for yourself. I'm like, I, I really like an 80s person. I mean, like, I would fit in the 80s, and 80s would be normal for me. No, it doesn't matter. You're normal when you have the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus remains constant. He's always the same. He always has a word for you that's... I mean, we talk about being instant in season and not in season, but he's, he's instant all the time. He's always in the season. He's always got it dialed in. Hallelujah. And we know him. And we got him on the inside. And the Holy Spirit's always relevant. And we got him on the inside. And so this is, this is where the church is. We've, we talked about the church being relevant. And a church has made changes because they want to be relevant. But they're l- using the measuring stick of the world. And the world's wants the world's needs, what they think is cool, what they think is right, all those kinds of things, and they're using that measuring stick. So no wonder it's always changing. What was relevant, you know, the light show, they didn't have that kind of thing a long time ago. But now we have got the light show, and we've got this, the laser beams and everything like that, because that's relevant, and then that w- we think that will keep people but then they lose the thing that actually is relevant. Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And they just, he leaves. And then there's no substance there. What is relevant is the Lord in our lives. It's normal. And so he remains constant. He remains the same. And so it makes it, when we think about those things, and we look, at, um, we look in Matthew at the, the house on the sand, and we have the house on the rock. Being on the rock is normal. It's constant. It doesn't change. It doesn't shift. It doesn't move. And when we have the house on the sand, yeah, that storm's going to come. The storm's going to come. But that sand's always moving. It's, that house is never firm. It's never solid. It wasn't solid when they started building it. It wasn't solid when they finished it. And it's definitely not solid when the storm came. But even then, like sand shifts. Have you walked on sand? Have you tried to walk up a sand dune? Oh my. If you need some exercise, walk up a sand dune. The sand's always moving. So you're using all your strength to just try and go up up this dune and it just keeps on moving. And so we have this house that people have built on, and it just keeps on moving. And so there's no reference point. There's no constant. But things are just keeping on shifting. 
And so then the storm comes. Well, you know, you can see the storm coming, but all the time when they're shifting, they can't see that they're shifting and that they're unstable. It's only when the big kabam hits that they realize, oh, shoulda, woulda, coulda. I should have done that, you know? So, so, so storms come, and you're shipwrecked in the sand, but the more dangerous part is that creeping and creeping in the wrong direction. And the thing is, is sometimes you just don't notice it right away because it's really slow. Like, we have different fads, and so when we go back in time 50 years, it's, so, it's really sort of easy to look at one and the other and see the change that's happened or occurred. But sometimes I'm like, you know, what really was the 2000s? I don't, I can't, you know, I'm like, I know 80s was the crimped hair. I know it was the, like, fluorescence. And that's making a comeback all the time in circles. Just keep your clothes. But, <laughs> and spandex really is it's, I'm like, it's guised in Lululemon. It's really spandex. Right. I'm like, we never lost it, apparently. But anyway, so, but it keeps on cycling. But when you look at different things side by side, sometimes you can't quite tell the difference. And so when you're looking at like one year ago and now versus 10 years ago and now, it's going to be a different story. And so you won't kind of notice that change. So what's normal? Well, Let's go to Matthew, uh, John, sorry, uh, or is it Matthew 16 or John 16? I think it might be John 16. I wrote Matthew, but I meant, and I confused you there. Go to John. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this is where Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit. And I was reading through in here, and he tells, he says that the comforter is coming a lot in that scripture, in, in, in this whole chapter, but in a short period of time, he says it a lot, meaning they needed to hear it a lot. <laughs> it sounds like when I'm reading between the lines, I'm sure he's got some crazy, freaked out disciples on his hands as he's telling them the truth about what's going to happen. And then they're like, whoa, it happened. Whoa, shock, surprise. He did what he said he would do. So in Matthew 16... And we look at verse 7. Oh, John, John, my notes have failed me here. I'll, I'll be on the second page in a moment. So um, I'll just cover that. <laughs> All right. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And John 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Jesus is normal. What he says is normal. And what he's saying here was not normal to them. Jesus, you're going, oh no, cry, cry, cry. What's going on? And he's, you know, the comforter's coming. You know, they've been told that. But they still are wanting Jesus. They're wanting him they're wanting their present. They're good right now. This is their normal. This is their normal. Right. Jesus being with them. And they're like, why? This is great enough. This is good enough. We know. We've read through Acts. We, went, we jumped ahead. We know that we know the future. 
and not because the Holy Spirit told us so, but because we read it. <laughs> we know what happens. They don't. They're still, the comforter's coming, but I have to go. And they're still in Jesus mode here. They're like, why? Jesus came. He comes. He delivers. He sets free. He lays hands on people. He heals the lepers. We're all with them. We're good. We're good. This is great. But Jesus knew they, like, I'm like, I mean, he's, he's a smart guy, right? I can't do this all on my own. Like, seriously, I'm doing it all by myself. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, and you want me to do all the work. Now he's saying, hey, guys, you get to do the work. You are going to go out. You have the comfortable, he- comfortable. He'll be with you. It will be better than if I'm here. But they did not know what to expect. God's always looking to get us and bring us to a better place. And sometimes we like the normal of our comfort zone. And we need to get to God's normal. What's his normal? What does it look like? It's not what the world says. It's not what our bodies and our flesh say and what we think is comfortable. Comfortable is not normal. Being where you are and staying in the same place, not normal. You're on the rock. You built your house on the rock. But great news is Jesus moves around. So you can go move around too. So hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Now I can go to the next one. Hallelujah. So in verse 12, if we jump down to verse 12, because they're in their funk, because they're like, Jesus, you're going? What's going on? Like, he's rocked their world. Like, he's just said something, and they don't like it, and they want to stay the same. They want to do it how they've always done it. They're in that funk. Look at what it says in verse 12. I have many things yet to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. If we're looking to that next place and rejecting the comfort of now, Think about what he can tell you. Think about what he can show you. Later on in the chapter, he says the comforter's coming and he can tell you the future. But he's not going to tell you things that you can't handle. And so if you're in your, God's told you something new is going to happen and you're freaking out about it, he can't tell you more. He can't bring you out. And the thing was, is he had to move on. It was like, well, you're going to have to be ready. And we don't want to be in that place where he he moves on and we just have to, like, you know, pick up our pants and just run and go. We We could be with him. We could be with him in the change. Because we're changing from glory to glory, but his glory, he's not changing. He doesn't have to do any changing. We're, more, we're, we're, we're getting closer to him. That's the whole goal. And if we want our, what's normal and what's comfortable now, what we like now, oh, but it's so good here, we like this, we can't move. He can't move us. We have to move ourselves. And it starts with realizing and recognizing what's, no, what's normal, what we're looking at, what we think is normal, is not the normal that we need but his normal. So, 
The Holy Spirit is a constant, is, is consistent and constant. He's always telling us the truth. The truth is normal. The truth is what's real. And I talked about the, the normal of the world. That's always changing. But his truth, his normal will never change. His, nev- his normal, his truth, like I can read it now. And it's the same yesterday, today, and forever for me. But I learn new things. I get more revelation because I'm ready. Because it, I got to that place beyond verse 12 where I can bear it now. I can bear what he wants to tell me now because I'm not freaking out about maybe what he said or what circumstances are going on now, but what he said, what is true, what he's going to do for me, and then what I have to do and what are the steps that I have to take. And sometimes, honestly, that's where we just stop is because we know the steps we need to take, but we just don't want to. But his normal never changes. And he wants to bring us to a better place. So if we let him do the changing to get us to that better place, so much better. Then we have different eyes to see. That when we look at a drunk person, we know exactly what we're looking at. We look at someone who's filled with the Holy Spirit and full of his joy. We know exactly what we're looking at. We see with the truth, through his truth, through his eyes. Hallelujah. So talking in tongues is normal. It's normal. It doesn't matter if we did a tally of how many churches who are not speaking in tongues, are not speaking in tongues, and how many churches are speaking in tongues. It doesn't matter that there's more churches that are probably not speaking in other tongues. More churches that don't understand about God, the Holy Spirit and what he can do in a service and what he can do in our lives. That's not normal. Never in here do we see, like, and, and Dr. Lairdon showed us some instances where the Holy Spirit came and what happened. And I, that stretches me too. Can we have, on the Sunday service, have the Holy Spirit come People talk in other tongues, and then the next day have 3,000 people? That's normal. That's normal. That's our, that should be our, our, our litmus test for normal. And it stretches me, but it shouldn't. Okay, but I'm working there. I'm getting there. That we can get there. Things would change if that happened. These people's lives, if I look and I read and ask what happened, Peter's life was not the same again. He was like, you know, walking with Jesus. And now he's like, there's 3,000 people and 12 of them working. And like, God, what do we do? God, what do we do? And then your life would change. All of a sudden, you'd be the senior one that knew a lot. (laughs) And you'd have to teach other people. Would you be able to? Because here's, yes, 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 Pastor Gwen, yeah. Because that's, if that's our normal, we need to plan for that. That's 
If we're not planning for that, that's not our normal. If we're not planning for that, that's not our normal. Or our next glory to glory. Maybe we have a glory step in the middle. <laughs> or a few. But our steps can be bigger. Our steps can be bigger. And it's just like that yes that limits our yes that limits. How big's your step going to be? Hearing his voice is normal. Hearing what he has to say, normal. Him telling you a crazy instruction. It's not, actually. It's not. It's normal. He knows. He knows that if you follow that instruction, what's going to happen? We can just flash back to Dr. Grillo when he got an instruction, oh, pray for that person, and he decided not to. And then when he was ready, oh, 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 it's too late. Oh, gosh, learning from others' mistakes. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm like, I felt that out too. You know, thank God it wasn't me. <laughs> But he's the Holy Spirit's consistent. Why would someone who's consistent tell you a crazy thing to do? It's crazy to us because we haven't gotten to his normal. It's crazy when the Holy Spirit tells you something and you freak out. And then you realize that you're not quite in communion with him. Because when he says it. Because I've had, you know, you have stuff, you know, everyone gets that instruction and you call it crazy, but it shouldn't be crazy. That's That's normal. Isn't this great? Isn't this good to think about these things? Now you can look and read things and go, which is normal? And it really gives you a good framework. Uh What the world says is not normal. It's a lie. It's uh, from the pit of hell that wants to take you there. So it's not normal. Here is normal. Here is normal. What it says in here is normal and relevant. Hallelujah. Nowhere in here did it say put on a light show. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. Hallelujah. He did say pour on a whole bunch of buckets on a fire. And you're like, how is that going to work? Not crazy for Almighty God. Hallelujah. So how do we remain in this normal state? Let's go to verse verse, uh, 1 and 16. John. These, These things I have spoken unto you that you should not be offended. So this sentence means these things. Oh, I have to look before verse uh chapter 16 these things i've spoken that you should not be offended let me read that in the amplified the i have told you all these things that so you should not be offended taken unawares and falter or be caused to stumble and fall away let me read that again i have told you these things so you should not be offended taken unawares or falter or be caused to stumble and fall away. 
We're either going that way or we're going that way. We're going this way or that way. So stumble, fall awares, unawares, that way. So God, uh, Jesus has spoken these things. This is a pivotal moment. This is like just right before he goes to the cross. You'd think that the information and the instructions that Jesus had were very important for this time. They're freaking out. They're having issues. They don't know what to do. Jesus has told them an instruction that they think is crazy and weird. And, and it's not normal. It's not their normal. It's not where they thought that they were going. Like maybe they thought, I, I don't know what they were thinking, but um, like some hypothesis. Maybe they thought, oh, this ministry is going to grow. Gonna get bigger. They say, oh, he was the promised king. Okay, so he's gonna overthrow. We're gonna have some war or something. I don't know what's gonna happen. Maybe everyone will just fall. Roman Empire gone, disintegrate. Who knows what it is? Then we are victorious. They had some ideas. This was not anything to what their ideas were. I gotta go. Jesus, you're leaving us here in the cold. Why would you do something like that? You're the promised one and you're leaving? Let's just reframe this again. He had that much trust in us. He had that much trust in his people and the people that loved him, that were following after him, that they were going to do it. He let us do it. Come on, he could have. He could have done it. He could have stayed. You know what? He didn't have to die. He could have stayed here and lived forever, really. Then he wouldn't have been man, but he could have stayed and done it. But he didn't. He said, I'm going to let you do it. And knew that we could with him. Knew that he, we could. We can with him. That's exciting news. Hallelujah. So instructions in, ver- in, in um, chapter 15, very important. Very important, timely word for them then. Also, as we know, he's timeless. Very important for us now. This is the chapter where he talks about the vine and the branches. Do we know the vine and branches? Vine and branches. Go back and read it. But Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. We're connected to him. And then there's going to be some clipping. Ouch! There's going to be some of that. Normal! normal he functions this is normal and as we're connected to him the life force of the lord is flowing through our veins through our branches and then he's clipping he's pruning and what we bear the fruit we get to grow the fruit it's us that's growing this wonderful fruit and i've seen apple trees like our back ours in the backyard that hasn't been pruned in a long time And those apples are sad. But I've seen trees where they've been pruned and you see these beautiful apples growing on them and you're like, wow, that's us. That's normal. When we're connected to him, that's normal. And so we go back to verse 1 and um, in Amplified, I've told you these things so so you should not be offended or taken unawares or falter. If you're not connected to him, you're going to falter. It's going to fail. And this is where we see when people have made choices in the world, they're faltering. They're failing. And there's some people that are thinking that it's the Lord. 
and saying it's the Lord. And it's never been the Lord. And the only way we'll know is if we have him in us. And just and we look and compare. We're like, he's not there. He's not there. It's not from him. It's not normal. Want to go to the normal? What's normal where I hear from him? He speaks to me. He speaks the truth. And that's the normal. Hallelujah. So he talks about that. And then later on in this chapter, he talks about walking in love. There's some more things. There's some more things that you could read in there to know what to do. Definitely. But those are important. Abiding in him, obeying him. He does say obeying in him. And that should go without saying. But he says it a lot. So anyway, obeying him, but walking in love. We'll bear fruit if we obey. If we're walking in love, we'll bear that fruit. The word says that the world will know him, Jesus, by our love for one another. Because to them, it's not normal. But for us, it's very much normal. It's a reality. It's true. It's the norm. His love which perfect love casts out all fear, is normal. And then we go back to all these things that people think are normal because just most of the people think that. It's popular to think that. It even says, God, Jesus warns, you're going to die. That, you know, bless God, oh, you know, maybe. For some, I don't know. But for them, it was a reality that they were going to die. Only one out of the 12 lived full life. So they knew eyes open. So that's probably another yet another thing to freak out and not hear him. So, <laughs> And then that makes me question, well, you know, if God told me something big, could I not freak out? Could I be ready? Could I be not like the disciples here and be ready for that spoken word that maybe it is something that big? This was going on regardless. This was going to happen. Jesus on the cross, set point. But my being ready for what he has for me, can I be ready? Can I be ready? What's normal? Walking in love, perfect love, casting out all fear. And so that's what the world has to offer, is fear. Gender identity, you know, inequality, all that kind of thing, it's fear. Because they don't know who they are. They don't have a hope. They don't know the truth. And so they're crying out to be normal when we need to show them what is normal. What is normal? Normal is hearing the word of the Lord and doing it. Following after him. Doing what's right. Normal is being in his presence. And there's no fear there. There's no sickness there. There's no disease there. There's deliverance there. There's everything that you need there. That's normal. 
And that's what's offered to us. So Shalane, why don't you come on up? So I believe I've challenged you today. I've challenged you. I think my challenge is this 3,000 thing. There's something. There's something. There's the challenge of like, can your step be a little bit bigger? Can you grow a little bit faster? It's possible. It's not, we're not, we're like, you know, we're in the vine, but this is not a vine that's got, got time limits with it. That we only will produce fruit in the spring or we only will produce fruit in the harvest time or we'll only do it then. In the right time. We're not limited by time. Our growth is really associated with our willing heart and what we're willing to do. So I've challenged you. I know I've challenged you. Hallelujah. I've challenged myself. But God is a supernatural God. And that's normal. Supernatural, the word itself says it takes you out of the natural, that it's above normal, but it's the normal. Supernatural is normal. It's a normal thing. Miracles, normal. Problems going on, storms, they have to go. They're not normal. They can't stay. They have to leave. He is normal. He is true. He will remain the same always and forever. And he's always relevant. When there's an issue, when there's something going on, he's the relevant answer at any given moment for a problem or for a thing or anything that you're going through. He is the answer. And we just stay connected with him. And I've said a lot that it's normal. That world doesn't think it's normal. But who cares? I'm going to pray this morning that we have more boldness and we leave those cares behind about what other people think, but care about what he thinks more. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, right now, I thank you that we can depend on you, that we can trust in you, that your word is true that it's alive, that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's our weapon. It's, uh, it's ours. It's available to us. And I thank you that your word resides here, that it resides in our mind, that it resides in our heart, and it resides in our mouth. And I thank you, Lord, that limitations are coming off right now, that we draw a line in the sand, that we're no longer going to think of this world, what the world says is normal, but we're going to pursue your normal. We're going to walk in your normal. And we don't care what the world says. We don't care what the world do, does. We don't care what they see. But we care and follow after you. And I thank you, Lord, for those 3,000 added daily. I thank you, Lord, that you want to move strong in your people. So strong that, that lives are changed. That people are healed. That people are made whole. 
And I thank you, Lord, that when we walk after you and follow you and, and follow your ways and follow your word, that we get a new attitude, a righteous one. That it's okay, that it's normal to do what you say. What you say is normal. Your instructions are normal. That we can trust you and act on your word and act on your instructions and know that things will be different. Know that circumstances will change. Know that families are changed. Know that lives are changed because of you operating in and among us. And I thank you for a new boldness and a new purpose. Purposing to just follow after you in a greater way, in a greater capacity. And let those steps that were little in the past be so big now. Thank you for your growth. And I thank you that the Holy Spirit, you know, you know, you know us. And I thank you, Lord, for acceleration, just acceleration right now for things that took, took so, so many years will take one year. For things that would take so many months would take one month. Things that would take weeks would take oh, one week. Things that would take days would take one day. Things that would that just instant, 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 instant. Oh, I thank you. I feel faith just rising, rising, rising. Oh, asking bigger, thinking bigger. Oh, those limitations are just coming off and breaking off. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.